Yo, it is Monday, May 8th. I got Michael Cirillo in the studio. Kyle is on assignment. Actually, he's in Chicago. He's going to be with David Kane, a bunch of people. But we have to talk about Warren Buffett, Cybertruck, GM investing, and all kinds of stuff on a Monday. Is that enough for a Monday, Michael? That's so much energy for a Monday morning. I just woke up. I had Are you trying to make some trouble here? Man. So I did a little yard work yesterday, too, and I know you did. Ooh. I just, I am literally, like, completely thankful when I get to spend a day with my family outside doing a little manual labor, a little barbecue grilling. It was a gorgeous, it was as gorgeous as it gets in upstate New York yesterday. Just There's this. nothing quite like learning your 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 14-year-old son can't use a lawnmower yet. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I start him early, man. I start him yeah. early because I'm like, dang, I've made all sorts of mistakes. What well, am I doing here? It's like that that line from Gladiator, right? Like when the when the father and the son, he's like, "Your failure." He tells him he wants the other guy to be king and not his son, and he's like, "Your failure as a son is my failure as a father." Right? Oh, that, that's what that's, that's what you were thinking yesterday. That's what you're thinking. Well, my my son Miles, who's one of our editors, went to his junior prom. So like, we pulled up and he got invited by a friend of his, and, and we pull up and we're just like, oh yeah, it's a prom. We pull up and like all of her family and like grandparents are there to take pictures. And my wife looks at me, oh, she's wow. like, "Holy crap, this is a real thing. Our son's going to the prom." It was like this moment of realization. <laughs> Um, he's growing up. I know, I know. Um, but we're also coming off the high of last week, releasing the first uh, episode, pilot episode of More Than Cars, and just the outpouring of people sending DMs and text messages and writing reviews um, and saying they want to be involved somehow has been, frankly, like pretty inspiring and overwhelming. Yeah, I mean, well, first of all, the I, I can't wait for everybody to to watch this for the first time, those that weren't at the premiere. I mean, the energy was hopping at this premiere, full red carpet event. Nobody's ever done anything like that in automotive that I, that I've ever participated in. Um, and, and just like the dude, the storytelling of it, the production quality of it. Um, I mean, it's, it's every bit as pro filmed and story told as you would expect on Netflix, Apple TV, or the likes. And it just, the people that were there blew them away. So I'm excited for, for the public premiere, public if you premiere, will. That's we, right. That. It's in just a couple of weeks, May 24th. Uh, you can go to morethancars.tv or just go to our, our LinkedIn page and, and register or just like check that you're attending for the event. We're going to live stream it on LinkedIn and YouTube. Um, and this is going to be the start of something really magical because a lot of people said, how can we get involved? And we know that this needs to be made. The people that saw it know that this needs to be made for the betterment of the whole industry. So we're going to start this like kind of like community funded thing because we want to make the rest of the series. We made the pilot. We have a second episode slated, but it's expensive to make these. And uh, we think we can make a whole series and maybe you will see it on Apple TV or Netflix because we think the rest of the world needs to know the rest of the country needs to know uh, the side of automotive that we get to see every day. Love right. it, man. It was the best. All right. We're running and gunning. So we're going to be, if, please say hi if you see us or come out to a spot. Kyle's in Chicago today and tomorrow at David Kane 20 group event. Next week, uh, Kyle and I are going to be moderating uh, main stage panels and side panels at the Reuters Automotive event in Las Vegas. Uh, you know, so that's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I'll be heading to VCon <clears throat> in Indianapolis after that. The following week. Are we doing something the following? No, no, no. In June, we have Atlanta. I don't want to confuse you with too much, but we're going to be around. If you're with us, please say hi. I think that's enough for a Monday morning. I think we need to get into some news. 
All right, although Volkswagen spends the most money on R&D dollar amount individually, General Motors leads the industry in the percentage of their revenue spent on R&D, uh, reflects significant investments in battery power, software, and connectivity. So at the top of the list, basically, it's GM investing 6.25% of their, um, of their, I don't know if it's revenue or profit. It's gotta be revenue in R and D investment. Mercedes Benz is number two at 5.67 and Volkswagen is 5.13%. So GM full percentage point higher than VW. Um, you know, GM is investing 9.8 billion with the B. Um, and granted Volkswagen groups a lot larger. They invest 15 billion. The bottom of the list was surprising to me, uh, is Hyundai, Nissan, Tesla. How about that? Tesla's at the bottom, toward the bottom of the list for R&D spending, investing only $3 billion. Well, I feel like Mary Barra is taking their growth hyper seriously. You know what I mean? Like, So when I was at 10X GrowthCon, that's Grant Cardone's deal, um, he had a woman by the name of Kathy Wood. Um, now, I had never heard of Kathy, but she heads up really one of the largest... Yeah, she heads up one of the largest... Um, uh, I guess, funds that only looks to future and emerging things. So they're heavily invested in AI. They're heavily invested in uh, um, Tesla for batteries and things of that nature. They're heavily invested in robotics and something in the medical field. And she was, she specifically brought up a conversation that she had with Mary Barra, who was like, okay, what does GM got to do? And she's, and Kathy was like, it's going to take a lot to catch up to some of the incumbents, but it's, not impossible it's just kind of like eating a dinosaur and i really feel like i really feel like mary and and gm is taking that incredibly seriously and so that that would make sense that they're top in the charts there yeah and so we'll see what the outflow is i mean obviously there's a lot of stuff in the pipeline uh they spent a, a good bit of that money on kicking carplay out of their new evs so you know we'll see if that's worth it or not but you know they're definitely taking swings trying new things taking swings and i think this is just an indicator that um, obviously the industry is all in on innovation and building new battery plants developing new technology um, obviously remarketing so many things and so uh we'll, we'll see what happens uh, as all these new vehicles uh start coming to market speaking of new vehicles coming to market segway time all right, this article is this this story is like a little bit of a passing story because really we just really want to get to the last story today. But uh, Tesla has secured a significant order of parts worth about two hundred and thirty million dollars for interior parts for the new Cybertruck um, from a Korean supplier. Um, I don't know, Michael. You want to give that a pronunciation a try? Seoyeon Iwa. Seoyeon Iho Iwa. That's pretty good. I think if we, if two, what, if a Canadian and an American agree on a pronunciation of a South Korean word, I think that makes it correct. Uh, Tesla plans to start Cybertruck production uh, this summer and uh, have a release. Uh, release event in Q3. This massive order is just showing that, you know, the full commitment to the Cybertruck launch. This is really the first order that has showed up from a parts supplier. And this is really just for all the B and C pillars. So it's funny, like you have these companies and they make B and C pillars and, you know, just a little $230 million order. That is definitely the sound I make when I fall off a bike. He's still on the name. <laughs> I'm on the name, dude. He's still I'm just on the name. staring at it uh, over here. It would be so great to have a view into your like eight year old life and just watch your parents just like, oh, this kid, this kid. I, well, I know what the view from their life was like. It was like this. 
<laughs> Are we going back to my failure? Your failure as a son. <laughs> it's my failure as a father. Dude, I, I just had a full circle moment. I gotta, I gotta not be so hard on my kids. <laughs> Out of He's like, I gotta go. I gotta go catch up with my son before he leaves. <laughs> gotta go come on. Sorry. No, but in all, in all reality, the Cybertruck is coming to market. We've been hearing about it for two and a half years now. Um, obviously, as GM, GM is not going to beat the Cybertruck to market, I don't think, with their e Silverado. I don't think so. Um, mm. But obviously, the pickup space is going to heat up very, very quickly. Ford with the big jump with the F-150. Lightning, uh, Tesla when the Cybertruck comes out. going to be lots of lovers, lots of haters. And then uh, kind of everyone, we're going to see if GM's all investment is going to pay off. Speaking of things paying off, Stop. this is really Segway. this is really the story that we're going to hang on for a minute. So on Saturday, Warren Buffett hosted the annual Berkshire Hathaway's annual shareholder meeting, uh, which people talk, they call it the Woodstock of capitalists in his hometown of Omaha, Nebraska. So um, obviously this is a time when 92-year-old Buffett and uh, Charlie Munger, who is his vice chair, is actually 99. So you have a 92-year-old Buffett, a 99-year-old Munger. I just, I just picture like me and a couple of my boys, right? Like you and Kyle, like when we're in our 90s, like we're still swinging, right? We're still holding shareholder meetings or whatever it is we're holding then and uh, making I want to get my hands on the agenda for that deal. Like, all right, everybody, welcome out. Um, by 11 a.m., we must all have dinner and go to sleep. Prune juice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I mean, it's kind of the opposite of that, actually, because with bated breath, you have investors and, you know, reporters of all ages just waiting to see what Warren Buffett's uh, opinion is and insight is on so many of the things going on. So uh, we got a couple bullets. He said regarding the bank banking crisis, he criticized the regional bank's failure uh, and flawed regulations, like regulating themselves, the government's regulations on the regional banks. Um, you know, and he says, well, that's what happens. It was, it was doomed to fail. Too many risky things going on, unregulated. He did, however, say it was good that the government bailed them out. He said if they let them fail, fail, and didn't insure the depositors deposit, he said that would have been catastrophic. Um, he also, you know, a lot of conversation about, you know, the dollar being displaced as a reserve currency. He says, I don't see any other any other, you know, currency replacing the dollar. You know, people say, what about Bitcoin? He said, that's a total joke. Um, you know, so mm. he's, he's had that position on uh -huh. Bitcoin for a long time. And uh, this is great. Uh, regarding their $151 billion stake in Apple, it is their, it re represents like half of their portfolio. Wow. And they were like, well, why do you have so much in there? And he, I love this. I love the humility. I love the honesty. He says, it just happens to be a better business than any we own. Wow. A little humility there. You got a little Owen Wilson out of me there. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, so uh, two, two more points and then we'll jam on this a little bit. Um, we'll, we'll do this one first. So people always ask him about life advice and like, what is it like? Like, how do you live a great life? You know, how do you live your best life? And he says, you should write your obituary, then try to figure out how to live up to it. Quote, it's not that complicated. <laughs> Wow. 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 There's the second one. Wow. <laughs> got two Owen Wilsons out of you in one article. That's amazing. Well, I mean, because like, here's the thing. When you're that old, there is just so much wisdom from like failure, learning, just there's so much that, that like 
he, he's probably like, well, duh, that's a no brainer. And I'm sitting here going, wow. Wow. You know, wow. That's well, awesome. And I, he's also at that, that age. I mean, he's always been known for like some very simple, simple wisdom, right? Like he just keeps mm-hmm. it, keeps it simple. And that's kind of been his guiding light. But you know, when you're 92, like you're, he kind of has been at this place for a while, but you're just done caring what people think. Like, I don't even want right. I don't know what's going to happen when we're that age and we can just say whatever we think, <laughs> right? Right. Out loud. Yeah. yeah you just, just like, hey, this is what I see. It's getting all complicated out there. I wish somebody asked him about AI. Somebody probably did, but I didn't see it in the article. See what his thoughts are on that. He did say, you know, applicable to our industry, he wouldn't, will not be investing in any automakers anytime soon to bring us back to the, the beginning of this uh, episode. He said, you know, he and Vice Chair Charlie Munger, they believe the auto industry is challenging and unattractive due to intense competition and costly, uncertain transition to electric vehicles. He said, it's just too tough. It's just too tough. Wow. (laughs) Is that that three? (laughs) It's going to make the best social media clip ever. I can already see it shaping up. Well, it's interesting because when when you contrast that against Apple and all of the things that they want to do and all of the, you know, rumor mill about the Apple car and, you know, you know, they're going to be getting into that game at some point. Yep. Um, and, and the fierce competition against other companies like Samsung or Huawei or, you know, any of these other, yeah. that, that's kind of an interesting comment because I, I would, in my mind, I think of them as almost the same, but of course he's 92. He's, infinitely more monetarily successful than I am. And so that's, that's something to kind of, you know, pay attention to. I mean, I think it is worth saying that he's not dead on the auto business. Uh, if you don't know, right. he, they, his group owns 78 <clears throat> dealerships across the U S generate $8 billion in annual revenue. It's a much different business than making a car, right? Right. And selling the right. car is much different business than making the car, which is one of the reasons why I think there's just, there tends to be this dissonance between OEMs and dealerships, right? Because there's assumption like it's the car business, but they're very, they're two very different businesses, right? The automakers have to f- figure out how to innovate, make new products, um, you know, change manufacturing. Dealers have to think about how are we going to deliver a customer experience, dealing with a customer face to face every day. And the distance between those two things, like we have to develop and make the next type of vehicle that people will drive and there's someone in my service lane right this minute with a problem in their life that needs to be solved right there's a lot of space between those um and so you know anything that can be done to bring those together is starting with empathy that oh you know what that it's really difficult what the other person's doing right (laughs) just you know what you know what it's like dude it's like it's like mattress manufacturers trying to tell hotel chains how to book rooms. Wow. That's a good one. <laughs> right? That's or like really book publishers one. trying to tell authors how to sell the books. Like if the right. book publisher knew how to sell the book, then they'd sell the book. But right. but they don't. They, they don't. They don't know. Yeah. They don't know. Wow, that's a really good... I keep saying wow. Every time I say wow now... <laughs> Sorry. that's everybody today as you're listening to this whenever you say wow you're just gonna hear i could uh, isaac is excited in the background there's gonna be right all now. these drunk people at dealerships that turned it into a drinking game they're like wow what are you <laughs> i just wanted to book a service appointment yeah well wow oh man well tying all this back together it is monday 
You have people to serve. OEMs have people to serve. Mattress companies have people to serve. You can take care of the person that's in front of you better than anybody else. Little empathy, little extra care. Love people more than you love cars. Yeah.